you know, with leg warmers and no bra, and you're like, that would be a terrible workout. <laughs> Haven't you ever seen Perfect with John Travolta and Jamie Lee Curtis? You bet they wore them. <laughs> it's got to be gory. It's got to be offensive. Like, if they don't do that, then they've failed. All he has to do is just drop it behind his head and, and get out of it. Well, Greg yeah. was never very smart, George. <laughs> Welcome in. Grab a towel and some sanitizer and don't hog the bench if you're just going to sit there and be on your phone the whole time. We're going to the gym. It's the Fright Club Podcast. Welcome. She is Hope Madden. He's George Wolf, And we are from MadWolf.com. And we're talking about horror in the gyms, not not people named Jim, as as somebody thought uh, last time out, and that's fine because uh, you could easily get confused. I guess it's not Jim somebody; it's something happening in the gym, something horrific. And was this an idea from our special guest this week? Not exactly. It was one that came back in the day when we very first started the Fright Club podcast Facebook group. We asked for some ideas, and this was one of the ideas. And Corey, our special guest, man from the future. Yes, our chief Australian correspondent. He's ahead of us in time, so we're always looking to get him to tell us the lottery numbers. He right away said, when you do that one, I want to be the co-host. So <laughs> so way to just worm yourself in there shamelessly. <laughs> hey, I'm always inviting myself on your show. <laughs> <laughs> this will be good. We've got a little bit of overlap, uh, but not too much. Mm-hmm. So we get to talk about a lot of things. You've got at least one uh, also ran, almost made the cut. So we'll get to that. But first, we want to thank everybody that came out at last time as we did Fright Club Live at the Gateway Film Center in Columbus, Ohio, and we talked about broadcast horror, and we watched Pontypool, and I think everybody dug it. Yeah, it's such a weird movie. I mean, it's such a, just a seriously bizarre movie, but it was it was a lot of fun, and, and we're just so grateful to be able to be doing those live events again and for the crowd that came out. And the main response that we got, first of all, our friend Phantom Dark Dave wanted to point out that he's among those who love Halloween 3. Yeah, maybe I'm just totally wrong. I was somehow over the years got the impression that it was sort of a split camps, but most most people love it, huh? Well, I think at this point in time, either they forgot that it ever existed because they're not really massive horror fans or they like it. So that's also I think it helps that over the years, Tom Atkins has become such an icon. People have such love for Tom Atkins. That's really true. Yeah. So anyway, that was a fun one. And then also um, Seth suggested that we could have included Night of the Living Dead. That's a good suggestion. I love every word that that newscaster says in that entire movie. (laughs) Murder happy. Oh, yeah. I love that movie. It was great to see Pontypool, though, because a lot of people had not seen it, which is really always our goal when we have a live event. It's great to have a lot of people come out that had not seen the movie. And it's such a great example of doing a lot with a little. Not much cast, not really much set. Uh, It doesn't go much outside the uh, the radio station and it, it creates a, a really cool mood and some really scary creepy moments yeah i love that movie i've always been a big fan of that movie so i was grateful to chris hamill who is the president of gateway film center and the one who who gets these obscure films that we that we are uh seeking and he got that one for us i was very excited to get to show it so that's cool um we also pimped our columbus podcast award nomination yeah speaking of shameless here we go that's right so here's a shameless plug if you haven't voted yet please go to columbuspodcastawards.com and under nominations you'll find us in the tv and film category yeah, because we're not shy about saying we want to win. We, <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is nice to be nominated. It's nicer to win. So uh, please give us a, a vote there. We appreciate it. I think voting ends the first week of August. So you've got a little bit of time. But uh, as they say, vote early and often. 
in the uh, Fright Club for the Fright Club podcast in the TV and film category. So thank you. So yeah, so we are, we're going to the gym and any other rule? I mean, when you say gym, that could encompass a lot of things. You talk about a health spa or, you know, a, a sauna. Is it, is, is a big tent here for the gyms? Um, actually, Corey and I went back and forth a little bit about that because you could do an entire episode on gymnasiums, you know, basketball games and things like that. And there were a couple of great, you know, the senior prom in, in is in the gymnasium in Cary, ah, for example. Yes, right? That's so, a good point. Right. So we, we decided we had to narrow it down. Uh, so uh, as long as somebody is there, as long as there's a workout involved then it counts. So it's okay if it's in the gym as long as there's a, in a gymnasium, as long as there is a workout going on. I would also say that when I was putting together my list, I discounted saunas, solariums, and pools. I think they're kind of their own thing. You could do, I still know what you did last summer, or you could do swim fan or terror vision. Friday the 13th part eight, for Christ's sake. Oh yeah, we're definitely going to do pools at some point just so we can get. Yeah, I know. Let the right one go there. Yes. My favorite pool. Oh, it's so great. As soon as you said pool, boom, that's the first one that came to mind. That's great. So there there you go. We have uh, another episode already thinking about pools, but we're talking about gyms and workouts specifically. Right. And how they go horrifically wrong. And we'll get into that. Okay, um, you've got, I see one here on your list that didn't quite make it for either of you, but you want to mention it. Yeah, Demons 2. I thought about just making it number six so we had fuzzy math, and maybe that's what I should have done, because if you haven't seen Demons 2, I mean, it's, it's first of all, it's one of those great throwback zombie movies with just the green face paint, you know, like the really bad zombie makeup. Uh-huh. And then everybody has got on, I mean, did I don't know, did people really wear those things to work out? Like, all the females are dressed like... You know, Jane Fonda, you know, with leg warmers and no bra. And you're like, that would be a terrible workout. (laughs) Haven't you ever seen Perfect with John Travolta and Jamie Lee Curtis? You bet they wore them. (laughs) And then they all, they, you know, they try to escape by throwing things at this glass. And it's, it's unclear why the glass doesn't break. But once you throw like a big hand weight, a dumbbell at a window and it doesn't break, then no matter what else you try to hit it with, like a big potted plant, that's not going to break it. You need to find another exit. But anyway, so I kind of feel bad. We should have just had that on here. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, the movie's about being stuck in a high-rise building. I think the fact that these people are in a gym for some reason uh, is kind of ancillary. Yeah, you see them working out, but then they immediately run away. So I, I agree. It, it doesn't need to be on the top five. All right, so we'll keep it to just a, an honorable or maybe dishonorable mention for <laughs> Demons 2. So you, we've each got a, a list of five. We're going to start with Corey's, correct? Sure. Okay. Corey, why don't you lead us off? What do you got there at number five? Okay, at number five. Now, I did a bit of a deep dive into <laughs> gyms in horror, and I found a, a couple of specific you know, films set around the gym. And uh, so at my number five, I'm going to go with Aerobicide, a.k.a. Killer workout. One, two, three. I know nothing about this movie at all. (laughs) Fill me in. (laughs) So basically, you know, a killer in a gym. What's the killer's motivation by the end? Why would the killer be killing people in this gym? It's just got some 
really fun, really 80s kind of moments, you know, when the two buff guys get into an argument in the parking lot and just punch each other in the face for five minutes, for example. <laughs> Was the killer's motivation all those extra monthly fees? <laughs> no, but it is something to do with other people's hot bodies. So <laughs> I'll just, I'll leave you with that. Uh, it's a good bit of fun. You know, it is, of course, you know, a video nasty probably went straight to the VHS tape back in the day. But uh, I had a lot of fun with it. You know? well, and it's just oh so 80s in its workout. I would say good work uh, out of you because neither one of us have seen it. So, wow, nicely done. And you got to love the title. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. that is Robicide a great title. And Killer Workout. Fantastic. <laughs> Very good. All right, Robicide, Killer Workout, number five for Corey. Ours is from 2006, and it's six years after students cheated death Another teen has a premonition she and her friends will be involved in an accident when the vision proves true. The student and survivors deal with the repercussions of cheating the Grim Reaper. Final Destination Part 3. You was afraid of me. Yes, you afraid of me. That fears me. Kevin. Because maybe I just win. I just win, Kevin. That's all I know how to do. I just win. are just such a an excellent way to just it's just a, it's a great setup and then you know who's got to die they got to die one by one you know they're very tidy and i think that what makes any of them interesting if they are interesting and not all of them are is just the sort of rube goldberg that they set up each time with each victim and this one has a couple of great ones, actually. We could use this on, uh, if we did one on tanning beds, the tanning bed death in this one is pretty great, too. And also, Mary Elizabeth Winstead is the star. Yes. And that is crazy to me to go back. I had forgotten, actually, that she was. I reviewed this movie when it came out, and I still had forgotten that she was that she was the lead in this one, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Um, and it was uh, the same director who did the first one, James Wong, and uh, he also, he went on to direct a ton of the X-Files episodes. And I just think that he has a, a fun knack with sort of supernatural horror. I enjoy this one more or less. And it's funny you mentioned Mary Elizabeth Winstead. At least at the time this was made, she could not drive. So in the scene where she pulled out of the school parking lot, they had to have a stand-in come and drive the car. <laughs> How odd. Also, the Lewis. Lewis is the guy who, who, he's a football player, and they go into the you know locker room when they're all, or the gym where they're all working out. And, and Lewis is the guy who got off the roller coaster that we know is next to die. But the actor's name is Texas Battle. That's a great name. That, that can't be real. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I hate to use this pun, but I mean, Mary Elizabeth Winstead's doing all the heavy lifting in this one. Oh. <laughs> she stands there looking bug-eyed as people plug in electronics around dripping water. Right. And, uh, you know, people get all sweaty and full on with their workout until actual sabers. I mean, like real life oh, swords. Yeah. yeah cause a weight machine to smash a dude's head in. I mean... <laughs> and of course, and of yeah. course, it's the dude who spends a full five minutes yelling how he's going to cheat death. He He's stronger than death. <laughs> Fuck death, all this. Yeah, Live you're forever. not you're not going to die. <laughs> it's not a yeah, safety I mean, first, on. Jim, I think is what we're saying. <laughs> Final Destination Part 3 is number five on our list. All right, let's go to a Corey up to number four. Okay, at number four, I had to put it in here. It's from 1988, Death Spa. Death Spa. 
the place for a killer workout. Never work without a spotter, Freddy. Wake falls on your chest and you can really get squashed. What the hell's going on around here? I will destroy this place. And I'll kill them all. Unless you do as I say. What a fantastic weight reduction program. People get so thin they disappear. <laughs> That is another one that neither one of us are aware of. You are digging deep. Yes. I mean, if for no other reason to see this movie, it has Ken Foray in it. So okay, then get on it. But yeah, basically a new fandangled computer operated health spa uh, becomes possessed with the ghost of a man's dead wife. Uh, (laughs) And, you know, the slaughter ensues. So <laughs> That's very strange because I could see already the the premise behind it. If 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 everything is computerized, you really don't need you don't need a ghost. You know, you could just sort of chopping maul it. You don't need a ghost. You just, you know, yeah, uh, AI know. your way to the horror. But okay, a ghost. Ghost in the machine, I guess. So are all of the deaths involved in the spa? They are, for the most part, you know. And, and a lot of them are to do with working out, you know, putting too much weight into a machine so people's ribs explode or whatever. But, you know, there is a point in the film when it starts to lose a bit of steam and uh, they start doing kills in, like, walk-in freezers and things mm-hmm. like that. And you're like, well... Yeah, they kind of lost any kind of interest in the actual overall theme at some point, didn't they? (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's another one to uh, put on our list, maybe. (laughs) You sell it so well, Corey. You do. (laughs) Corey's number four for horror in the gym is Death Spa. All right, moving up to our number four. This is actually, this is higher on Corey's list. This is one that you have at number two. So we're both showing some love for this film from 1981, at the snobby Crawford Academy, Virginia's group of friends start to go missing years after horrible events that happened to her as a child around her birthday. It's happy birthday to me. What are you doing? Come on, put them back. Come on. Quit screwing around. Come on, please put them back. For God fucking sake, put them back! God, please. I gotta thank you, Hope, actually, for reminding me about this wonderful scene in a movie. <laughs> I think I think this is maybe the third time we've brought up this movie in as many shows as I've been on with you. I know, that's crazy. Uh, but yes, I mean, if you can get a kill in where somebody's lifting weights, uh, and gets their head smashed in from having a very large weight dropped on their genitals. I mean, I'm all in. <laughs> but this one really is the most ridiculous. But when he's because when he has the weight fully extended, all he has to do is just drop it behind his head and and get out of mm. it. Well, Greg yeah. was never very smart, George. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those. The kill is sort of just too too perfect you know for because because of who the character is and and kind of what the point is of the movie and then that that she just or that the the killer drops the weight on his groin and so he dies in that way it's just one of those just chef's kiss of a murder (laughs) given who the character is and given where the story is going to go it's such a fun death 
And of course, the star here, Melissa Sue Anderson from Little House on the Prairie. And I'm still, every time I think about this movie, I'm still just dumbfounded that Glenn Ford is in it. And it's 1981. He lived many years after that, but I think he only made three more films after this. Apparently, he'd been drinking heavily, and somehow he's just agreed to be in this. Well, the thing that kills me is that uh, uh, Jay, Lee Cop- or Jay Lee Thompson made it, who also did Guns of Navarone, Cape Fear. That is amazing. You know, and, and he made, he he also wasn't really, he hadn't really hit the skids necessarily. He did another bunch of movies that, after That might this. be how he got Glenn Ford, really. Uh, right. And this is a Canadian low-budget film, so you could lump it into the, let me say this right, Canucksploitation genre. Nice. I love that. Canucksploitation. <laughs> That's another category right there. That's another podcast. Oh, yeah, we got to do it. Canucksploitation, eh? Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday to me from 1981. Number four for us and number two for Corey, definitely. So, all right. So we'll move it up to number three, if my math is correct, and it seldom is. And uh, we'll go to, oh, this is a good one. This is on our list as well. So, uh, Corey, what do you got at number three? Because we have this one also at number three. So great minds are thinking alike. Tell us about it, Corey. Okay, from 2017, it's Tragedy Girls. Yes, this is a twist on the slasher genre following two death-obsessed teenage girls who use their online show about real-life tragedies to send their small Midwestern town into a frenzy and cement their legacy as modern horror legends. Well, at least this won't look like an accident. Dude, I totally had it. He drank the water and everything. Jordan's on his way to my house, like, right now. We need to go. Okay, fine, but you're not hearing the last of this, okay? I've got a lot to talk to you about. You always have a lot to talk to me about. I've got notes, girl. I've got notes. Yes, so, I mean, there is just a wonderful gym scene in this. Is these two, you know, rather petite teenage girls uh, try to take down a Craig Robinson of yeah. all people. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> And uh, it's just, it's a great scene, you know, because they try to start with, like, giving him some sedative in his water bottle. So it, it plays into this, like, horror humor that the that just permeates the whole film, you know. So it's just, is he going to drink this water? Hey, we're going to hydrate. No, you definitely don't want to hydrate around these girls. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> the, when the two of them have to come in to really take him down, I mean, it just, it plays out. It's, it's so much fun. It is. I love this movie. I think this movie is so clever and so funny. And uh, there, uh, I think there were a lot of movies around the same time that tried to do something similar, which is to just sort of explore how social media kind of promotes narcissism. And and I don't think any movie did it as well, certainly not as cleverly or as uh, with as satisfying as this movie was. Well, so many films have tried to do it since the rise of social media. The vibe is just perfect. And I love the fact all the little wink winks, the uh, the character's name, one character's name is Hooper, uh, Toby Hooper. And then you've got a whole Archie and Jughead and the Riverdale vibe going through the entire movie. So I just, they never lean too far to make it silly. They, it's always smart uh, still, and it's fun. And yeah, I love seeing Craig Robinson get it in the end there. That's I mean, it takes a while. He's, it does. <laughs> you know, it's funny that you say that because I think the, the, the scene in the movie that's the most outright comedic is... Is the scene, unsurprisingly, with Craig yeah. Robinson. The tone of that one is slightly different, I think, than the rest of the movie. It's an outright comedy, and it's so well staged. Like you said, Corey, because he's, well, he plays Big Al. He's a big dude. And especially Brianna Hildebrand, who plays Sadie. Actually, I also love that both 
they're both X-Men, right? Alexander Shipp and Brianna Hildebrand, they have both right. They have yeah. both gone yeah. on to play X-Men in different <laughs> movies, which I find funny. But, you know, she's so little and he's just such a big old dude. And uh, and I do think that the the physical comedy, I think in particular, stands out in this scene. And once he finally gets it, there's some nice practical effects there. Oh, Just yeah. nice, huh? Oh, that head coming off. I love it. <laughs> that looks great. Yeah, that is a good one. And uh, both of us loving that at number three, Tragedy Girls from 2017. Um, taking us up to number two. And, well, we, we deviate. Oh, we already talked about uh, right. number two for uh, Corey, which was happy birthday to me. So we move up to number two on our list. And this is from 1984 popular entry in uh, various podcasts that we've done over the years. Uh, this is Tromaville with a monstrous new hero. The Toxic Avenger is born when a meek mop boy Melvin falls into a vat of toxic waste. Now evildoers will have a lot to lose in the Toxic Avenger. <laughs> Before we even get into this, I assume that all three of us are wildly excited that Megan Blair is going to remake this movie. I can't. This cast, this cast that he got together is crazy. Peter Dinklage, Jacob Tremblay, Kevin Bacon, Elijah Wood. I could not be more excited about this movie. Yes, you know, I'm not a trauma fan, but I I am excited about that. Yes. Oh, yeah. They got to keep it up, though. You know, it's got to be gory. It's got to be offensive. Like if they don't do that, (laughs) then they've failed. That's true. Sorry. No, I think you're right. Come it does on. have to be offensive. I'm so excited to see what they do. But, you know, the I, it seemed clear to me that this movie was going to have to be on this list. I do, George does not care for this movie. Um, <laughs> but it's just set. It's set at a gym, at a spa. And then, you know, when Toxie comes back and, and gets revenge on the bullies who they've they've gone wild They're they've gone off uh way way beyond just being bullies and of course they're responsible for his transformation and and the scene is just priceless it's just so perfectly trauma the actual carnage in the workout room and of course again the outfits these workout outfits i just wonder i can't imagine anybody got a good workout in wearing those clothes <laughs> this features a extra coming out of the shower future oscar winner marissa tomei can be glimpsed in this movie. And apparently it was inspired when Lloyd Kaufman hung out behind the scenes on the set of Rocky in 1976. And he wanted to make a straight up movie centered around uh, a health club. But then he read a magazine article with the headline, Horror Film is Dead. And so he decided, well, it was going to be a horror movie in a health club. So I guess we can thank him for that. I could have had this movie on my list. I kind of discounted it a bit, I think, because it all albeit set in a gym, I just figured there wasn't a lot of like gym type stuff going on. Yeah, it's just the one scene, really. Yeah, and then you had it on your list, and I thought, well, maybe I should put it on my list, but, you know, for the sake of having more to talk about, I kind of left it off. But uh, it is a good call, and it's such an integral part of, you know, Toxie's origin story as well. This is a take on the superhero origin. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, the health club and the – bullies and the toxic waste and that that's you need all of that to get his transformation i suppose somebody though really ought to talk to town council in tromaville because there's a lot of toxic waste around there i mean it really pops up in a number of films i think somebody needs to get a beat on that look at fault so do we have um eta on the new toxic avenger any sort of release date no they have not started filming yet well get on that (laughs) 
Don't they know how excited we are? <laughs> now, that cast is amazing. It, it really is. Uh, there'll be a lot of excitement about that one. So, number two on our list, The Toxic Avenger from 1984. All right, man, we're getting up there to the top. And uh, at number one, let's uh, turn it over to Corey. What you got at the top? Okay, from 1985, it is A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. Now, I, I could have had Nightmare on Elm Street 4 on here, which has probably a, like a closer workout scene in it where, you know, Freddy uses a bench press to snap off some arms and turn somebody into a bug. Yeah, that's um, actually, that is a pretty great scene. Also, yeah. uh, hats off to that woman's hair. Tuesday <laughs> Night is the is the actress's name. Kristen is the character's name. And that hair would put Reba McIntyre to shame. And that's still a better <laughs> use of a bench press than sitting there on your phone and not using it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little bitter but, sometimes. I mean- <laughs> The thing about part two is that we do have an extended nighttime sequence in a school gym. And like pretty much everything in this movie, there is a strong, strong, strong homosexual undertone to the whole thing. Oh, my God. Well, just um, what that coach is wearing to lead, you know, uh, to lead, you know, the the detention after hours workout. I mean, what has he got on like a it's like a sheer black vest and a dog collar around his wrist to work out to coach uh, to come straight from the leather club to uh, <laughs> torture this young man after hours in the gym and uh, of course you know when he hits the showers um our our fateful coach character played by marshall bell yeah. uh, gets balls thrown at him and then tied up and and whipped with towels i mean glorious <laughs> i don't think he came straight from the leather club <laughs> Yes, um, well played. It's such a bizarre film. That though, it's it's really that I think that makes it stand out. That makes it so much more memorable than the other sequels. Is that just unusual, unspoken, but such a thick homosexual context? It's it's amazing. It makes the movie so much more interesting than it actually is. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's why I, I prefer this one over. Uh, the kill in part four. I just, I had to go with this. I know it's not really like, you know, your traditional gym workout kind of thing, but hey, they're in the school gym and, and this is what happens here. And it's just, it's insane. Like, it is. The, the whole movie is such an oddball in the franchise. Yeah, it absolutely is. It 100% is. And also, you know, the the documentary that was on, on Shudder, Scream Queen, uh, about the making of this, and uh, that was that was fascinating as well. I still haven't seen it. I've got to get on that. Oh, yeah, you definitely should. It's definitely worth seeing. And that is number one, Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge for Corey on our list of horror in the gym. So let's move it up to number one for us. And this is from 2011. Death returns to claim the lucky survivors of a deadly bridge collapse in this fifth frightening installment in the series, Final Destination 5. Ah! 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 Ah!
This one is very appropriate right now since the Olympics just began because during this scene, this extended gymnastics scene, Canadian Olympian Brittany Rogers plays the gymnast on the balance beam when Candace is on the uneven bars. Wow. This is, you know, uh, this is actually, I think, my favorite of the Final Destination movies. I actually think it's quite a good movie. Um, It has more subtext than the other films do. It has it's 3D. It has this just outstanding the opening where they cheat death on this bridge is just great. It also has a really good cast. It's got small parts for Tony Todd, uh, Courtney B. Vance, and then David Koechner plays their boss Dennis, who gets a wrench to the face. <laughs> <laughs> but this scene, um, you know, it's one of the many uh, that you're so used to at this point. Five deep in this movie series where they kill at least six people every single time, right? where they're, they're showing you all these different things at once and what's it going to be and which one of these things is going to be the final thing that kills this person. Um, and I love the way, I just I just love the way it it plays itself out. My dad was a gymnastics coach and I was bad at gymnastics as all people who are as tall as me are, but I used to have to go to practices and so I would watch people on the uneven bars and on the balance beams and the whole thing I th- thought was fascinating. And then you've got this screw the whole time and you're just waiting and waiting and waiting for something to come down on the screw. And then usually, I got to say, the payoff in this one, what Carrie looks like at the end is it makes it all worthwhile. I give you that. That's that's a good visual at the end. I thought the buildup goes on a little much. It's a little extreme, a little silly after a while, but there's a good payoff there. Agreed. And this is another one where a lot of the characters are named after horror directors. There's a character named Friedkin. Again, there's a character named Hooper and a character named Castle after William Castle. So they're giving some nods to that as well. But yeah, uh, once you get to the final crunch i should say it remind <laughs> it reminded me actually we were just talking about these sorts of body contortions uh, kills because of the one in it follows and the one that you see if you're going to see or maybe have seen already uh, the new movie old they have a real body contortion scene in there as well and this this is a good one at the final end here yeah it definitely <sighs> is uh, i love this kill oh yeah see i i don't know if i can ever go with this one though i mean Sure, it takes your breath away a bit. You watch it and you're like, whoa, come on. But, you know, it's really in a, you know, get the fuck out of here kind of way. Right? <laughs> the other ones that, are so realistic. Much force, how much force would she have had to use to end up like that? And I'm like, come on. That is really Gross, true. But come on. <laughs> yeah, and it's like so many of the kills in these movies, it's become such a Rube Goldberg kind of thing. You need all these different aspects working together because yes she steps on the screw and then the the chalk is blown up into the fan and that's in that comes into it too but yeah but as long as it results in that smash um yeah i'm in with this one (laughs) so final destination five number one on our list and number one on Corey's list of get the fuck out of (laughs) here Was that your Australian accent? It wasn't. <laughs> I don't it know what poor, it was. Mate. Come on. Yeah, it was poor. <laughs> that's uh, that's uh, both of our lists of horror in the gyms. But you had some some other films that uh, Baird mentioned for you, Corey, correct? Yeah, so I watched a, a few other things that uh, kind of cropped up. Uh, there's The Majorettes, which is, is kind of set around some cheerleaders. Um, not the best film. Not Not a lot of, like gym type kills in there um so it's it's worth a watch uh, graduation day that's another trauma film yeah as well. 
it's got some more school gym type stuff in there. Right. So, you know, not bad. Not the best of Trima, though, obviously. Uh, Toxic Avengers at the top for Trima, for sure. Oh, definitely. Um, I did think about the faculty as well. That does kind of have the climax oh, in the yeah. school gym. There is, yeah. That, uh, that was one that I think was originally on both of our lists. And then when we decided that there has to be at least a workout going on, yeah. we, we dropped that. But that, the B.B. Newworth kill, that's a great scene. It's got the pool. It's got closing bleaches, which are used pretty well. As, so, you know, not bad, not bad. Um, I, I also uh, checked out Fatal Games, which was one that you turned me on to. Right. It's set around a, an elite athletic school and a, a javelin killer. It's kind of <laughs> insensitive, though, on the reveal. Yes. The killer at the end. Um, and also final exam. Right, right. That was another one that, that uh, I had kicked around, uh, final exam. Just to, well, it wound up, I thought, being maybe a little dull. Yeah, I agree, you know. And, and basically the only gym thing is the, the guy getting choked out and then being stuffed upside down into a locker. Right. Uh, those are, you know, they're all reasonable films if you are looking for some more gym in your life. Which uh, I've actually had a lot of lately. I didn't mention though. The reason I wanted to do this with you guys, I've lost so much weight in like <gasps> the last eighteen months while coronavirus has been ravaging the world. Um, I've dropped forty five kilos. Wow! And I did the conversion. Nice. That's a hundred pounds, guys. Holy cow! Well, congratulations, Hottie. Thank you. That's yeah. I'm that, feeling that's, hot. That's like a person. <laughs> so yeah it was great to sort of just delve into some gyms in horror you know and kind of do this research so thanks for uh yeah having me buy for it oh yeah oh, yeah for sure we talked about some good ones so a uh, horror in the gym this time next time it's going to be horror with guys named jim right <laughs> are we going to get to go and do it no no well i think gonna. so we, and we also now we have exploitation. right we've got to do that one and then and uh and gymnasiums probably and then also i think Corey just came up with something that i hadn't thought about before but we absolutely could do because i already have five in my head which is cheerleaders remember back when we started this and we thought well you know we're gonna run out of topics we're not ever. We're gonna not ever going to run out of topics. Not when people like Corey are around. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I could come back for pools or gyms. That's or pools. Pools. Like pools. Oh, that word pools is definitely down for sure. Uh, although I think we already gave away our number one anyway. <laughs> but uh, all right, looking ahead, we're going to be back. Uh, Gateway Film Center. Our next Fright Club Live is going to be August 11th. Uh, we're not quite sure. Are we sure? Do we know? We do not know the film yet. That's that's a sort of a byproduct of coming out of the pandemic. Distributing is totally different. Trying to see what movies uh, Chris can get at the Gateway. Totally understand that. So we were not able to know with as much advance as we did before. But we will get there and we'll have a good one. We'll have fun as always. So uh, keep watching our socials for uh, the announcement on the next Fright Club Live at Gateway Film Center. We'd love to have you. Speaking of socials, where can we find you, Corey Metcalf? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Corey Metcalf, or you can hear me every week, sometimes twice a week over at the Rewatch Podcast. Uh, just search the Rewatch Podcast on all the socials as well. You'll find us there. But uh, yeah, currently we're talking about Dawson's Creek and we are talking about Marvel Phase 2 films as well. So yeah, come on by. All right. our discussions. Fantastic. And we've gotten all this way, and I have not mentioned yet the Fright Club Podcast group on Facebook. We've got our numbers keep going up. We have a lot of fun in there. So if you'd like to join, please just uh, send a request and we will grant that very quickly. We've got that coming up. We mentioned, please go to ColumbusPodcastAwards.com and vote for us in the TV and film category because uh, we want to win. And what else we got coming up? Well, there's just one other thing that I want to plug for Gateway Film Center, actually. They let me co-program 
a Hammer Horror series. And that is going to run the entire month of August at Gateway Film Center. So many great movies. We've got like the, the absolute classics. Uh, we also have some of their recent because, you know, they've actually been, they, you know, they, they've been putting films out again for about the last 15 years. So we have some of the more recent really great movies and we have some of the really great trash some of the, you know, because Hammer made a lot of bad movies, too. And some of them are just boring bad, but some of them are Twins of Evil bad. And I love Twins of Evil, and we should all just go watch that trash together. Series on Hammer, so that is going to be too legit to quit. <laughs> wrong, wrong Hammer. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you can always get more info on uh, any one of our accounts. You can find us on Twitter at Fright Club Pod, also on the main website, madwolf.com, and on Facebook and Instagram, it's Mad Wolf Columbus. Love to hear from you. If you have anything, uh, any other ideas for any horrific gym films that we missed, please let us know. Corey came up with a couple we didn't know about, so maybe you can come up with some none of us know about. I doubt it, but uh, we, lo- <laughs> we love to get those ideas, so hope to hear from you. Until next time, she is Hope Madden. He's George Wolf, And this is the Fright Club Podcast, and he is Corey Metcalf. Hit it. Oh, you're going to love this. I, ca- I came up with this in a whole 10 seconds. Stay fitful, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> that was almost as bad as too legit to quit. Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. And stay frightful, my friend.